0: Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of Z-Action. The IBM Z platform has never been more exciting, with ISVs and developers leveraging the latest emerging technology to maximize clients' needs. Each month, we meet some of the world's most innovative companies as they share how they're expanding horizons and driving success with IBM Z. This is IBM Z in action right now. Z-Action. I'm Lee Sullivan with the IBM the ISB ecosystem team. And today we welcome PKWare's Jason Dobbs and E.J. Pappas. Jason is PKWare's chief technology officer and E.J. is PKWare's managing director of strategic accounts. They're here to discuss cybersecurity, how the threat landscape is shaping up with the onset of AI and ways data threats are changing. Guys, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having us, Lee. Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Appreciate it. Well, to start off with, what are some of the emerging threats that you and your customers are seeing?
1: Well, uh, just I'll go first. Uh, I think that the biggest thing that I see today from our customer set is um, data sprawl. The amount of data that is uh, being created is uh, incredible, the velocity of data that is going, and then the locations that that data happens to be. So. Because the data has been spread out so much and is on so many uh, platforms—be it the cloud, be it uh, endpoints, be it file servers, being it uh, on the mainframe and the like—that there are multiple and too many targets for uh, customers to be able to protect their data.
2: Yeah, and I'll, I'll layer in a little on top of that. I mean, I think what we see with that sprawl is uh, a lot of our a lot of our customers really um don't truly understand all of the data they have in the enterprise and where uh sensitive information might be lurking in some of that data um we kind of have a a saying you know that data in general tends to have a lot of value to organizations but the uh longer data sits out there or the the less you know about the data it starts to represent more risk to the organization than value uh over time
0: is this is this a phenomenon that's actually getting worse or, or or expanding
2: I mean, from more, from my standpoint, I think it's getting um, a lot more challenging for organizations to manage. Um, we're you're starting to see. Uh, I mean, it was it was easier back in the day when everything was on prem. You know, now you've got uh, not just uh, on prem data, you've got cloud data, you've got data that's locked inside of SaaS op- applications. Um, you have users that are grabbing data from applications and repurposing it, and um, yeah, you know, it's, it's really hard to monitor where where data starts and where, where it's going.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: That's okay, Lee. I was just gonna say, uh, you know, the phrase you used was, is it getting worse? And I, I think it is getting worse. And the reason that I say worse is because of the fact that people can put data in so many places now, because of the accessibility of the cloud, because of the accessibility of these other platforms, it is not just an IT function to be able to handle data and to be able to protect that data. It's users pushing data into various locations and various places to be able to share that externally and and across the board. So I think that all of those, um, the, the opportunity cost there of having data around and then the risk associated with that opportunity is is greater than ever
0: before. Yeah, and, and there's more and more data every day, right? So this is just a, an exponentially sort of ramping condition, I would assume. Absolutely. Yeah, and and now it's gotten a little more complicated because AI is is upon us, and, and that's sort of the big buzzword now, and everyone's worried about AI. I mean, are there any specific risks and vulnerabilities associated with AI technologies that that can impact data security?
2: Yeah, and this is obviously getting a lot of attention because of the explosion of uh you know, chat GPT and other large language models here, um, you know, as I think what we're starting to see is customers really want to start rushing into AI and start learning right. how, how they can leverage AI inside of their organizations. And what you're starting to see is obviously these models need to be trained. And as more of this data is being used to train some of those AI models, uh, the potential of having sensitive information get into those models, um, Is an increasing risk, you know, and I'm not I'm not just talking about the, you know, the kind of the famous uh, where you hear about people typing into chat GPT, some proprietary information, and that's actually being used to train that model. But very specifically, even inside of an organization, if you're using an AI AI model anywhere in the organization, there's the potential for uh, data leakage or data getting into the hands of uh, someone that really shouldn't be able to see it. Yeah, I,
1: I agree with uh, with Jason on this. And I think that the the heightened part of that and the experiences of, uh, of our customers today is one of the easiest ways of introducing AI into organizations is to put it into their lower environments and to be able to test with it and to be able to see how that goes. And as Jason said, the data that is going into that um, the data that exists in lower environments right now isn't necessarily washed and and clean. And now the data is going into an AI model. That means that that data, the heightened amount of that uh, risk of that data, is uh, is disproportionate to the the value that customers are seeing right now in the at the at the beginning here, the you know the nascent part of uh, the AI transition.
0: Yeah, and I think that's part of the, the issue is that uh, people don't really know yet or understand what AI is capable of and what it's not capable of. And they're, they're probably making some big assumptions, aren't they?
2: Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, it's it's going to be challenging, uh, particularly for IT departments and for privacy departments, just to keep up with, um, you know, as EJ was alluding to, there's more of a proliferation of data throughout the enterprise now because people do want to play around with uh, AI technologies and see what they can do for their various business units or their products. Um, and so you, you've got more demands on, uh, both infrastructure and data storage to make sure that, uh, you're, you're securing things. And, 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 like I said, the AI models themselves, uh, there's, there's different attack vectors you can use against the models to try to get at some of the underlying data. And, um, I don't know that every IT department is well versed in, you know, what those threats might be and, and how to, how to work against them.
0: Well, how can we cope? I mean, are there other are strategies that to secure adversarial attacks, given all the, the churn around AI right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a number of techniques that you can use uh, specifically while you're building AI models. And um, IBM Research actually has, uh, I, I think it's called the Adversarial Robustness Toolbox. And I believe that was open sourced. Right. And that. That toolbox helps with some of some of those threats that I was referencing, like uh, evasion or poisoning or, you know, inference, trying to get at some of that underlying data that was used to train the model. Um, But I'd also say that, you know, uh, our focus here at PKWare is on the data itself. You know, if if you know where the sensitive information is in your data, if you know that that data is being used to train the models, you can uh, take the time to de-identify or otherwise protect some of that data before it gets put into those models in the first place.
1: Yeah, I think that um, Lee, really the, the the focus for uh, in, it's been my experience as I talk to our customers and I talk about the, the product value that we the PKware is providing starts with discovery. Starts with understanding the information that you have inside of your organization that you would be using to to populate these models and. And putting appropriate protections around that. So, if you've got sensitive data that you don't want to have exchanged or uh, or or shared, then you use technologies like de-identification or encrypting that information so that you don't have that information leak uh, outside of the the four walls in your organization. I think that that part of that. Um, you talking about strategies. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that exists today is that there's just been a general uh, numbing to privacy from people in general from end users in general but from organizations is that there's sort of a, a, a laxness around um, understanding what privacy means and, you know putting data in clouds putting data in uh, in areas that that they don't actually hold all of the the keys to sensitive data and having sensitive data in itself whether that's proprietary whether that's unique or whether that's uh, in a company specific having that information in a in a place that could be utilized uh, uh, inappropriately.
0: Mm. Is there any single, like w- number one vulnerability that you see people finding out the exposure to, and any single uh, counter to that that you see most people taking?
2: That's a. I mean, that's a great question. I think we're it, where we're at right now. It's still a little too early to know what the number one threat is, uh, especially when you're dealing with. Um, Models that you know are new to an organization. Uh, these techniques are new to a lot of organizations too. Um, but you know, I think reiterating what uh, EJ said, I think you know when you're when you're dealing with data in any kind of lower level environments, when you're handing it over to the the data science team, you know, or the analytics team, you know, they they need to operate on data that is appropriate appropriate for the organization isn't going to introduce risk in the generation of some of these models um, because their their job is to you know make the data dance, make it work, make it work in uh, whatever machine learning model that they're using and um, they're they're not necessarily going to be as tuned in to some of the uh, potential threats of data leakage uh, through the AI model. now like I said you've got some of these other tools out there that you can use. Uh, like that uh, adversarial toolbox, um, I think making sure that those teams are familiar with some of those tools so that they can do some of that that threat modeling and threat mitigation, that's probably the best way today to deal with some of those uh, those those very real threats.
0: So a lot of it's just about education and awareness. It's gone slow.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm. Well, now, you guys at PKWare, you've been an IBM partner for years. Uh, how are IBM and PKWare working together to ensure end-to-end protection?
2: Yeah, I'll take that one. I mean, since since the mid-90s, PKware has been working closely with IBM. Uh, we deliver a lot of tight integrations, particularly with IBM Z. Um, we've been working very, very closely with the IBM Z development teams to help advance a number of technologies in data compression, uh, cryptography services, uh, even EasyNose SQL, uh, just to name a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I mean, we see our collaboration with IBM Z is more of an alignment that helps uh, to drive PKWare to continue to invest in and, and develop enterprise solutions for IBM Z. It's really at the core of PKWare solution offerings. Uh, later this year, we're actually launching uh, PK Protect for ZOS uh, at Share in New Orleans. So we just have a continued commitment as, as, as IBM is increasing capabilities. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to ride shotgun and take advantage of those capabilities.
0: That's great. We look forward to seeing you guys at
2: Share. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's yeah. going to
0: be fun. I mean, obviously things are happening fast. Um, so what's next? What What can our audience do in the next two weeks, next two months or, or the next two years to keep up with, with this emerging uh, field?
1: I think that uh, the first thing that your uh, your customers can do is to get a better handle of the data that they have. Um, PKware does a, a thing called a data risk assessment, which mm-hmm. just allows organizations to to you know, take a subset of their data, um, do some uh, get some visibility of that information to find what's sensitive, what's proprietary, what's unique within it, and allow them to make better judgments about it. So, I think that the first the first step for any organization is to know what you have, you mm-hmm. know. to know what you know. I think <clears throat> that if you're doing that, and if you are being mindful of the fact that your uh, your data is your corporate asset, then making sure that you are not only understanding what the data is and understanding where that data is, but providing some levels of protections uh, to do that. Whether again, that's the de-identification of data, whether that's the encryption of data or whether that's just a movement of data from bad locations to better, more secure places.
2: Yeah, Lee, I think you, uh, hit the nail on the head earlier too. Uh, in addition to that, it comes down to education. You know, I think uh, in the short term here, I think a lot of organizations are are scrambling, uh, trying to figure out what policies they need in place about, you know, who should and, and can use uh, various AI tools inside of the organization. Um, also, uh, as I said earlier, you know, with the data science teams, uh, educating them as to what information is appropriate for uh, training models, how they can protect the data before they train some of these models. Um, I'm of the belief that everybody, regardless of job function, should be educating themselves and at least becoming familiar uh, with some of the concepts that are uh, going to be important you know i mean i think uh yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of things that hit the headlines about people that are misusing the tools today um generating fake case information there's that uh, new york case where the the lawyer's in a, a bit of trouble um but you know i think it really comes down to the more education you can provide to your employees especially in the short term here um and the more opportunities there can be to evaluate tools that are ai enabled uh, for different job functions, that's that's really what organizations can be doing here in the short term. Um, a lot's going to change in the next two years. I think the the big difference with this wave of change that I I, I think AI is going to bring is it's going to be a lot a lot faster than some of the previous uh, waves that have hit technology, and it's um, it's it's just important that everybody hits his head on you know almost immediately. Yeah. It's going to be big.
0: And as a wise man once said, once you know, knowing is half a battle.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: That's right. Well, guys, this is great stuff, and I, I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for, for sharing your insight with us today. Um, before we close, as a reminder, be sure to join the ISV ecosystem user group, the IBM Z and the 1 community, for more updates on how ISVs are innovating the IBM Z platform, blogs, events, videos, discussions, and more. To learn more about IBM Z Security, visit the IBM Security Solutions on the web. And to learn more about PTWare Security Solutions, please visit their website. You'll find links to all those in the show notes. Until next time, thanks very much for joining us on Z Action. Be sure to subscribe for our next episode. And goodbye for now.